Welcome to episode 580 of the League House Podcast. I am Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Sweat. Hey, happy Tuesday. It's a full house today. Uh, we've got a couple new patrons, a little bit of League Cast news, uh, no new news. Um, so instead, we're going to complain about a specific champion for a little bit. We'll hear from our friends at NordVPN uh, and then probably jump all the way to Competitive League, Roundtable, and Mail Fight. Uh, let's talk about our weeks, though, gentlemen. Aiden, how was your week? My week was good. Um, I played a new game called Tachia, or Chia, probably because the T is silent, and that game was not very good. <laughs> um, but you played another game, right? Uh, then I played all through uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and that game was really good because Dragon Ball Z games are always really good. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I had a lot of fun playing that game. That game's sick, actually. It was actually probably the best Dragon Ball Z game I've played. Um, and fucking Budokai was insane when I was growing up. So, Budokai uh, three, Ugh. oh, dude, so good. Um, but yeah, this game is really, really good. Uh, super, super fun. Uh, I won't st- spend too much time on. It. I was talking about it a little bit on Discord, but holy fuck, it's sick. Um, and then outside of that, um, I do. I think we can do maybe two like biweekly things. Um, because I also want to talk a little bit about burnout and league. Um, because actually we'll, we'll save it for there. Um, <laughs> either way, feeling a little burnt out from league and we'll talk about maybe we'll do like a double bi-weekly cause I think yeah. one of them is going to be pretty short. Um, outside of that though, just community games coming out this week. I'm still doing them every Thursday night at like 10 PM EST. Um, so if you're a new person, come and join our community games. I always try to get new people in. Uh, you guys get a, like a priority spot if you haven't played before. Um, and if you have played before, you can still hang out cause we do a couple games and we rotate people in each game. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And if enough people show up, we'll get a second game going. Yeah, we've had a couple people who like when we have twenty people in the lobby, like we had a second game going, and it's been fun. So it's always exciting when that happens. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Colton? Uh, yeah. So my week, I've been playing some league. I'm I think one game out of series to masters for solo queue. Uh, played like four or five games of solo flex to not demote um which were just all fucking terrible uh maybe I'll, I'll talk about that later but god this solo flex experience is just so bad mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i didn't play a ton of league um again by my standards don't want uh nick to be like well you played 20 games <laughs> <laughs> no i was uh i was talking about that earlier where uh with um aiden yeah i, I don't think you played too many games this week um but yeah that's i'm trying to think really if, if there was uh a, a whole lot else that i really did this week um and i'm, I'm coming up with nothing so i'll hand it over to the one the only nick cooper what have you i think i played um four games of rank this week since the last episode um i guess uh i got to masters again i believe before the last episode uh, and then went, have since gone three and one, three wins, one loss. Uh, fortunately, my loss came at one LP, so I'm up to 70 points, 
which is my all-time high. Pretty exciting. Um, playing uh, Bard Senna Scion, I guess, when I get <laughs> filled into the top or off-rolled into the top lane. Um, the character is OP and would recommend anyone trying to, to play that role player right now. Or ban it, I guess. That'd be good, too. Uh, otherwise, I think I think that's about it. So I suppose we can get into the show proper. How about that? Uh, we've got two new patrons. Shout out to Womper and Kevin for uh, for your support. Thank you very much. Uh, Aiden, any lead cast news? Yeah, just community night uh, is going well. And then I also realized that we are now 20 episodes away from episode 600. So I've started like doing some oh, yeah. brainstorming for like special stuff for episode 600. Because that will be in like August of this year. So It's hard to think that far forward. We were just at 500, I feel like. Yeah, it's crazy. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, awesome. I guess we don't have any new news. Uh, do you want to talk about Burnout or Milio here? And yeah, we can do can, one uh, of the two here and then yeah. like, do a little break and then come back. Yeah. Um, How about that? Which, which one, one are you going to talk, talk about? Let's, talk, <laughs> let's do... Sorry. How about we do Milio first? Let's do Milio first because I feel like that's kind of... That fits in here, right? Yeah, aka the most boring League of Legends character ever released. Yeah, so I... Um, has anyone else played Milio? Uh, no, I have, I've only played well, I have one game of Milio, and uh, I, as the resident Milio expert, um, during the game, I was complaining about how boring he was. Uh, I think, um, unfortunately, this feels like a real big miss for Riot, um, which is which is a shame because I feel like they've done a really good job previously with characters that are at least fun to play. Um, but I, I think there's a core issue with Milio uh, and his kid in that there is one ability that you you use like on an enemy, um, and you like there's n- otherwise no reason to interact with an enemy champion at all. Like, yeah, and even like obviously it's way better to aim at an enemy, but like even sometimes you might just aim at an ally for the passive. <laughs> can you? Does it work as Q? I think any any of his abilities hitting it like an ally gives him the passive, right? I see. I'm not sure, I, but we'll. I, I don't like know about ninety, but like as, as the only zero one that games d- played Milio expert, <laughs> I'm gonna say that definitively. Even if it but, does, like the, okay, then you're still not interacting with, uh, you know, a um an enemy champion, and it feels like from my perspective as someone who has played one game of Milio but played against them several times, that it is optimal to stand as far away from your AD carry as you can while still being within range to, um, to, to use abilities on them uh, and, and just play the game out that way. And it's, it is one of the least fun experiences I've had in league. Yeah. It's interesting. I think he's the character that on average will do the least damage in a league of legends game for now on, which is crazy to think, right? Like that a 2023 is, character yeah. is, is doing that. Yeah. Cause like you, you said, like the optimal ways to stand back behind. Cause the only ability, the only ability on his entire kit that is optimal to stand up to use is his Q, which once again, if people dive onto your AD carry, it's not even bad to be behind them still. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like you in theory could stand up and use it forward. But like being back, every single one of your abilities is optimally used behind your AD carry, which is crazy. Yeah, it, it just feels really bad that, like, I, I don't know, I guess you can argue, oh, the support quest. Uh, I mean, you could just go Relic Shield for for that yeah. matter. Um, I, I, I do want to step just, in. I, I think it's, like, it's also lower level of play, right? Like, yeah, I was yeah. watching, um, uh, D- not Dong Hops, fuck, who's their uh, the account name? Uh, the guy who does Lol Dobby, um, mm-hmm. who does, like, the, here's how challenger players are playing this in Korea, right? And he did one on Milio today. And 
if you do watch Challenger Games Emilio, uh, a lot of it is like trading aggressively with his E shield on himself. Um, yeah. It's just I've played against him and seen him in like, I don't know, 10, 15 games now. And I have uh, seen zero people do that. And the fact that they can do that and it looks good fucking makes me so angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I... I said this, I think, the the one game that Nick played of him, we, him and I were balling together, and I, I think that the closest comparison in, like, current league to Milio is Janna, where you you have, like, one ability that you can, like, do active, interesting things, something is, like, fun to use, which is the Q, right? And, like, I think off the bat, Janna's Q is a little bit more fun already because you can, like cancel like people jumping at your carry which i guess you can with milio too but i guess it just feels better and like you can you know do like tornado predictions or like drop it in the bush and then like w and e both obscenely strong but they don't really feel like they're doing anything and then ultimate right is just like big heal milio gets cleansed janet gets knocked back but again you can like flash tornado to knock somebody back so like you have more gameplay options and again at like at a high level like if you see good janna players like playing janna and challenger yeah they're gonna e-shield on themselves and like auto attack you yeah. every single time you try and get near a minion and w slow you but like they can also hit masters by doing none of that and just pressing e on cooldown like on your ad carry who's just hitting minions and isn't even trading and yeah, it's just not it's fun. just like annoying like just low interactivity stuff like fuck i i was definitely on a tilter after like the third game yeah. i played today um so like i was playing like goofy shit so it's not like i was like tryharding so maybe like it's partially my fault and stuff but like it just feels like the bottom lane meta very much is as non-interactive as possible it, it, like there's just for a 2v2 lane in a game like this it's crazy how little fighting there can be at times like and i understand like it's a mess when there is too much fighting because then it involves like junglers and it's like super super coin flippy but like when the, it's literally just the optimal place send your shirt and farm man holy fuck man the 2v2 lane shouldn't be like that yeah i think um the best way to describe how i think we feel about milio is that um he's a very reactive champion as opposed to a proactive champion um and i would say like proactive champions have been bad for quite a quite a while now or maybe not bad but certainly suboptimal for a while now um and milio is just sort of the shining example of that where i I don't know you compare him to other like enchanters who kind of want to do the same thing to protect their carry at at range like lulu sometimes you want to use and you know abilities on enemies uh um i feel like even yumi for instance you know you had to auto attack to get some mana back to get a shield to you know, I, I want to be in range to press Q on the enemies to harass them down. Um, but it really feels like Milio is sort of the exception to that, where you you just wait for the enemies to do things and then react to them. Um, because otherwise, like, you're a squishy enchanter. Um, so it, it's just, I, I don't know, not a very fun way to play the, the game, I suppose. <laughs> It's weird because I was excited for him, right? Like, there's there's parts of his kit. Like, so I think one of the coolest things in League, and I'm a fucking Tom Kench player, is um when Tom Kench support is like in meta and pro bully, sometimes you'll see Tom Kench's build QSS or take yeah, cleanse, so they, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So they can cleanse themselves so they can eat their ally because like, yeah. obviously you'll get like CC so like they can kill your AD carry. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Like, we kept talking about like the this plays where like a movement five man ults your team and then you get stunned so you can't like cleanse your team. 
those situations, you take cleanse, you take cleanse on a mil- on Milio, or you take uh, you build QSS on Milio, and you can fucking cleanse uh, QSS yourself, and then uh, clean- AOE cleanse your team. Like that's so fucking cool. I just don't think it's ever gonna happen, and it's it no, just, I- it's so sad, man. No, it it feels like the reality is that Milio is five hundred units away from the edge of the Amumu ult, and then walks in and then ults. You know. Yeah. Or Insta cleanse is just the first CC in the fight, like, and then. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit down on it. I'm definitely just down on legal talk about that a little bit in burnout section. But like, mm-hmm. it just very is very sad seeing that him. I think Nick described it perfectly. He is probably the one of the most reactive characters in league yet. And it's not okay. Maybe not the most reactive, but he's the least proactive. Uh, is yeah, yeah. Game. I think that's the yeah that's the the proper phrasing. Definitely the least proactive. I mean, the only you, proactive thing you can do on his kit is flash Q, which knocks them backwards. Um, so it's just it's never going to be even a proactive play. I don't think that you can make. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could trade with shield or mm-hmm. whatever, but it, it still doesn't feel like you want to be doing that optimally, like in a two v two scenario at least. Yeah, it's weird. Not a yeah, fan. I I guess the the one other part of this conversation that needs to be had um, is that he's also just very good and was yeah. even better before they like had to hot fix nerf him. Yeah, but again, you know, and we saw this with like Yumi, and we're gonna see it again with Milio, where it's like if you have a character that's like highly reactive, not fun to play as, not fun to play against, and is very good. Those are bad things for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I would I would much rather have him be, like, more fun to play and not as good, um, as evidenced by the champions I play in ranked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, right, like, there, there's a reason that, like, Janna's always, like, a 53% win rate, but still tons of people don't play her, right? It's because she's just not that fun for a lot mm-hmm. of players. Yeah. Um, and again that's that's not great for the game because you don't want people to have to sacrifice like enjoying the character that they're playing to win and you also don't want to like be the the one like making that decision it's like man do i want to win this game or do i want to enjoy this game because it because it is a game and you want to have fun um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's just it's just it's just a little sad i i, I was definitely excited for him a little bit and I, i'm definitely disappointed do you um, guys also, have any ideas gonna, on what you could do to make it better? Uh, he needs to be. He's have something proactive in this kit. Like, I mean, the reality is the range thing is probably an issue. Um, it was an issue day one, and then now the fact is, I still think his combo with like something like Jinx is. No matter what, he's going to be a good character. The Jinx, I think, I, just the way it works. Uh, yeah, her range is her Q range, uh, which is just ex- gets extended by like. 100 and something because it's fucking mm-hmm. stupid um that probably needs to change it's just it just feels like he, he, at the very worst he's going to be playable with high range characters and then not playable with low range characters right now i think he's playable with everything and i don't think it matters yeah i think we need to see nurse before we can decide how to change him i guess okay yeah yeah i was just voicing the question if you had any thoughts on how to make him a little I- bit more fun to play more interactive i don't know like i i think the way his kid is currently laid out like i'm not really sure how you would do that um but i i i think there are just a lot of good examples of ways that characters are interactive that they otherwise wouldn't normally be uh i think senna is a really good example right where 
she wants to be super proactive so she can get a lot of souls so she can harass the enemy down and trade you know proactively with her with her q heal um but she's also super super squishy so she can't just do that the entire time she needs to you know play pretty pretty safe uh and i i think like yumi is a good example of even a character that wants to be a little proactive where i i you know you need to get your passive rotating and on cooldown so you can heal up in in or i guess shield now um you actively but, try to hit people with your q yeah exactly like you you, you do something and mm-hmm. i'm just not sure how to implement that with current milio's kit like maybe he if he damages enemies he can like i don't know collect logs to upgrade his <laughs> campfire or something well, so my um, my, so my I, first thought on on like something you could maybe do would be that like when you hit an enemy with your Q or like when your W expires or when like your E shield expires, it like drops a Fuimigo on the ground and you have to like go pick it up and maybe your next ability is enhanced or something. So at least you're like moving and, and are not 800 units back, or at least you'd be like penalized yeah. for being 800 units back. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the very least, like Colton, this is one thing I like. So once again, I would really recommend watching the uh, Lol Dobby video um, because it made me feel a little bit better about him next. Seeing him play in like kind of mm-hmm. not just 400 units back uh, every game um, is that his passive is really, really strong. But the issue is his passive is really, really strong on anyone that gets affected by his abilities, right? Yeah. So I think personally, it should maybe be stronger on him than it is on his allies. Um, like it can still maybe do burn damage on his for his allies or whatever, but like I think it should be like double on him and then halved on his allies. So like it really does make you want to like step forward, shield yourself, go for auto attacks. Um, when you have W down, you're inside of it, getting auto attacks off um, rather than literally just playing as like a 400 distance Yumi. Like, yeah. What if? What if? you know how he's got his big backpack he hops into the 80 carries backpack mm. and and then they become his best fuimigo and his <laughs> passive deals bonus damage if he's on them what if he's yeah. untargetable during it oh yeah it, yeah, yeah, like, yeah and he's, he turns into a cat <laughs> it's just so weird it feels like this is right like i don't know man to me it's like it's a fucking conspiracy theory from riot that they made this fucking boring character that isn't a cat that will get less hate because he's not a cat like it honest to god Yumi is a more interactive character than this guy at the bear level, which once again, people who fucking are Yumi haters are like Yumi haters because, oh, she never jumps off. She can just sit on an yeah, ally and they mm-hmm. can get gold. This character can sit 400 units back and do nothing. And dude, it's like the equivalent of fucking people who talk about Yumi, they stay on. Like in theory, yeah, you can play him forward, but you don't have to is the whole thing. And it just makes me so mad that like this character will get less hate because he's not girl. Yeah, character. because he's not Yumi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, even though know, he just, plays more like Yumi than Yumi does. I, I guarantee you when the stats come out, like I think there's probably ways that you can probably check it, like average damage. I bet he will be the lowest average damage character in the game come next patch. Yeah. yeah. It, it I don't also, think that's terribly surprising. I would also love to see, and I, I doubt that they track this statistic like in mass, but like average distance between uh, Melio and the nearest enemy Right, that'd be like, really good. Right, too. I think mm-hmm. that that would be like the absolute stat to point out what you guys are, are trying to note. Um, and like, obviously, if, if they track the stat, junglers would be like the highest of the high for everything. But like, if you if you saw like him as compared to like Yumi and Soraka, let's say, uh, I, th- I think like his average distance from an enemy is probably going to be higher in a lot of instances. I think yeah. so. <laughs> it's just a shame because I think this character has so much potential to be super sick and super fun 
Um, and uh, considering the last support we got was Yumi. Um, was Renata, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about Renata. Sorry. Uh, Renata was good, though. <laughs> okay. So um, t- tell me, just give me like a couple of examples of characters that you think are super low damage characters. Just, just I want to give this as a context to people. Like, I know stats aren't fun on the show, but like, like Jenna. let's just say Yumi. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you Yumi, mean Yumi, Jana, Sona. Yumi's, Yumi's uh, big 294 damage, damage a minute. Um, okay. Just, I'm looking up stats. Jana is, um, like, uh, this is a little bit boring, but I think it's interesting. Jana is 180 damage a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> Renata is another pretty low character for the most part. Uh, all Bar, her damage mostly comes from, like, Braum. Braum. Yeah, Renata's 300 damage per minute. Braum is um, 250 damage per minute. Let's okay. look at Milia. I haven't checked this yet, but here we go. <laughs> Milio is 173 damage per minute. Oh my Ooh. god, a nice. full 100 damage l- less than Yumi. Yeah, I don't 75 know, the closest less than John. was just like, like John is pretty close to him, but like, fuck, man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that that upsets me actually. That and and like that's not to say if you play Milio, like you suck or whatever. But boy, man, it just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel good to to play a game where someone is being reactive and not proactive like they don't have to do anything they just have to not like lose you know i, I don't know yeah. it's, it's it's weird and dude i'm like maybe like because I, I watched that little video and they talk about like uh high elo korean masters uh like a korean challenger like how people are playing i mean they're like pretty aggressive i looked it up man it's the low sample size right it's literally like super low sample yeah. size 135 damage a minute mm. Mm, dude even, it's so... even lower even lower by the way in in korea Dude, that's, I don't know. It's just like that, that's sad. And once again, damage per minute isn't like a true, like, who really cares? It just means that they're not doing a lot of active things, which is sad to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. sorry about ranting. I, I just like, I, I just want him to be more. <laughs> yep, me too. Same here. You know what? You know what you'll never more? be disappointed in and is more <laughs> nice. NordVPN because they're, they're great. Uh, if you guys are new to the show and, and don't know, NordVPN has been sponsoring us for a long time. And they offer the highest quality uh, encryption and VPN services for your internet traffic. You've got, you know, somebody trying to figure out your IP address and, and dox you after the game. Don't worry, NordVPN's got your back. You're trying to watch that sick show that's only available on Netflix in the UK. Don't worry, NordVPN has got your back. And we've got your back too with an exclusive creator deal where you guys are going to get four months of free NordVPN by going to nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. On top of that bonus four months, you're going to get a huge discount on whatever plan you choose. And all of that is backed by Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. If for some reason you're a crazy person and decide that you don't want that service anymore. Uh, They've also got really cool stuff uh, like password lockers, file encryption, um, and all of that, again, is available to you at nordvpn.com forward slash league cast check it out and get your bonus four months for freezy awesome hell yeah you want to talk about burnout (laughs) yeah yeah so this comes from like a lot of things um i i guess personally i'll talk about it first so i've been playing league a little bit um and i've also been playing league a little less i played a lot last month and then i played less this month and i've kind of realized hey i don't enjoy playing this game as much as you're required to do to play it at the level that i play it um, yeah i enjoy hanging out with my wife i enjoy hanging out with my dog i enjoy playing games i mean played two fucking full playstation games this week um and i want to play more uh and 
I do enjoy League of Legends a lot. I mean, Nick and I play it. Oh, we've played a fucking ton of ARMs recently. Mm-hmm. We played a bunch of normals today. Uh, I love playing community games. My issue is that the enjoyment that I get from the competitive side of League of Legends is doing well and improving myself and like playing well myself, right? I don't really care about whatever the fucking number is. Number go up, make me happy, sure. Um, but like, I, I, it's sad when I win a game and I don't play well, right? And when I play well and I lose a game, it's not very sad, in my opinion. Um, so my issue is that if I'm playing in Master 300, maybe slightly higher based on MMR, it's very sad when I play poorly consistently. And it feels like for me to not play poorly consistently, see, consistently, I have to play even more. And I'm already struggling playing at decay games because uh, for those who don't know, once you hit diamond, you have to play decay games. You have to play, you get 20, you, you get this counter and it starts at 28 and every single day it goes down by one. And in diamond, if you play one game, you get seven days back. So, and if you go down to zero, you lose uh, 50 points a day. Um, so that's how that works. You have to constantly maintain your rank. Once you hit master tier, the way it works is you have 14 of these points and it goes down one per day. But when you play a game, you only get one back rather than seven mm-hmm. in diamond. Uh, um, and then when you when you goes down to zero, you lose 250 points a day. So uh, it's just like not a good system for people who don't play enough. I don't feel like I play enough to consistently improve. I feel like I have to not only be playing the one game a day on average, but I need to probably be playing more like a three game a day of average to maintain rank and then improve um like sure i can coin flip fucking top like in lane games as much as i want but holy fuck it's miserable so i think what i'm coming to is i think i'm gonna let my accounts decay out of master tier because it's just not worth me playing a video game getting no enjoyment out of it and wasting time that i could be spent spending doing other things if mm-hmm. that makes sense and it comes kind of comes to this like larger discussion about burnout in League of Legends, um, because I would say it's burnout, right? If I don't feel like yeah. I'm enjoying playing the game, but I feel like I have to play the game, it's a mix of burnout and addiction. I would argue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a very um, uh, uh, sound way to 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 put that for sure. And it's been coming to a head with a bunch of things. So like it started with, I do this bad habit where on Reddit, if someone complains about something, uh, sometimes I'll cyberstalk them a little bit. Uh, Usually, like, someone will post on, like, the r slash Tom Kench's, Tom Kench mains, be like, your character's fucking OP, you guys are all stupid mm-hmm. morons. Yeah. And I'll find their OP.GT profile, find the game they lost, and see that they played, like, top RE and went 0-20 into a Tom Kench. That's an ex- <laughs> actual example that happened. Uh, oh, I'll boy. link them their game, and it'll be like, lol. Uh, which is funny, <laughs> usually. Um, so this person posted on r slash League, and it was complaining about how the rank system is against them and it sucks and there's no skill in the game anymore. They used to be a diamond player, but now they can barely get out of platinum. Um, and I, someone that someone else commented on their profile and said, holy shit, this guy's crazy. So I click on his profile and he has posted in the last year, 100 times to r slash league of legends, full posts, all kind of in the realm of like matchmaking is uh, fucked up. I'm not the rank I've been. My accounts have been banned for false reasons. Um, and then a lot of posts like kind of baiting people into discussing those things like, hey, old players, don't you guys prefer the old matchmaking system where it was more fair? Um, like stuff like that. And then he also has <laughs> over 200 comments on our slash League of Legends in the last month, um, all kind of like in the same thing. And I was like, fuck. So I did my digging. I found his profiles. He has an account right now that's five hundred, like three hundred fifty games played right now in like Silver Two. He said that's not his main. Uh, so he has another account that he plays on, and then he has his account that he got banned on unfairly for some reason. He says that they banned him because he plays Top of Mumu, so he has high deaths, and they banned him for inting, even though he p- tries. And he had a thousand six hundred games last season on that account. Mm-hmm. And I go, fuck, man, people like this are addicted and it's actually sad like it's not even like something like it's funny to like meme on people like this but like it's actually like kind of sad that like 
this guy obviously spends a large point par- part of his life playing League, spamming games, blaming the game for the reason why he's not the ELO he was, and finding excuses as to, like, why it's okay for him to use his time this way, and he would be a better player if the game didn't fuck him on it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's so weird to me. And I feel like there's a lot of people, I feel like there's people even in our community who will like feel like the game is out to get them when you just don't have to play the game. Like, and I know we're, we're a league podcast so we benefit from you fucking playing League of Legends, listening to a league podcast. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's so many people who just play the game just to play game. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just yeah. play video game and it makes me sad, but I play video game because I that's the thing I do. And I feel like we've had this discussion like within the last year of like, you don't have to fucking play league if it doesn't make you happy. <laughs> and maybe it's like a little bit of um uh like what do you want to call it? Like projecting, I guess. Um yeah. I, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I'm someone who when I don't enjoy the game, I just don't play it as much, I guess. Uh yeah, I think it feels like I think you're also pretty honest about your feelings. I don't I don't think you yeah. ever try to to hide that because you host a league podcast or 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 whatever. I think you've cited <laughs> the game not being fun or burnout as reasons for taking a break several times. And once again, I'm not trying to say, guys, quit League, it's a bad game. I think League's great. I think there's problems with the meta overall, and I think there's problems with the ranked system, like the amount that I have to play to do it. But overall, I think the game's fucking great. I mean, there's a reason why I play it, like, all the time. I I enjoy playing. I still enjoy playing normals. I love playing community games every Thursday night. But fuck, man, it's so sad that, like, we know people personally who seem to be addicted to League of Legends, and it's sad seeing people like this who not only are addicted, but are addicted and feel like they're being fucked by the game when it would mm. there's there's not there's no trickery going on i even linked that fucking twitter post today where this guy went God, on this fucking yeah, rant unhinged. about how mm. uh riot in their matchmaking system has ways to detect what characters you play and purposely match you up against people who counter your character to keep you in like like 50 percent win rate games and it's they, like that's crazy there's people like that who actually believe that who knows if that guy's trolling people can say whatever the fuck they want on the internet yeah i gotta go say like riot is a fucking cabal and like they're out to get me um but the yeah. fact that people probably believe that is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on some level, like I, I'm sure some people do because people, I, I feel like league does have this negative like stigma around it for the player base, for the, um, you, you know, the, the toxicity. Uh, so, so reading that, I'm sure people could be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Actually. Like I get it now. And <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just like, it's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, if if any of us is addicted, and I wouldn't say that I like am, but I'm I'm definitely the closest. Where like I I play so much League of Legends, and there are certainly times where I'm like, man, I am not enjoying this at all, but I'm gonna keep playing it because like maybe I'll get one game that I do enjoy. It's I, I think that's the the biggest thing for most people is that it's like it's not that they are consistently not enjoying the game, it's just that they like will play six games that make them feel terrible because of the one game that they that they feel good about and mm-hmm. like yeah for sure that's that that's hard to like self-diagnose and be aware enough to to not do or to like go ahead and take your break um and like i i am someone who will play through that and then lose 200 lp mm-hmm. um as opposed to just like taking a break like i probably should yeah, yeah. And, and like once again i don't i'm not trying to be like your therapist or whatever right like you, you obviously do your own thing like to our like listeners and stuff but i just think it's healthy to know that you don't have to play if it's making you unhappy right mm-hmm. i think taking breaks from stuff that you enjoy is also healthy i think doing other stuff in your life and having like a balanced life of like 
I go outside, I play sport, I come back inside, I play video game is like mm-hmm. probably just a good healthy thing to maintain. <laughs> yeah, I also think that a lot of people get caught up in solo queue specifically. Because um, I think like, especially recently, like we, we've been playing a lot more like normals and ARAMs together. And they are so much more enjoyable than like nine out of 10 solo queue games. Then just like sitting alone by yourself playing solo queue games get, playing solo queue games getting because the angry game at teammates that i can't to. yeah like getting yeah, angry yeah, at people we, that we, i can't we, communicate with and they're yeah. flaming me and like we can't have a conversation and it's like everyone's so invested in, and is flaming and pinging and it's like i just want to play game yeah i don't know so i guess like all i'm trying to say is that it's healthy to take breaks if you guys are feeling at all burnt out and uh if you are feeling burnt out but you still enjoy the video game or you still feel like there's a sense of community with like people you play maybe in like the league cast community or in the general league of legends community like play normal games with us reach out to people on discord playing community nights on thursday nights you can do other things that like maybe don't make you feel as bad or as like fuck the system's really fucking me because i it's it's fine to feel the system's fucking you it's not um but mm-hmm. it, it, it's if that helps you like cope with it i think it's uh, i'm not saying cope is like a like fucking meme like the way that the word yeah, copes yeah. can turn into mm-hmm. um but like actually like it helps you digest how your games are treating you and how it's making you feel that's fine coping is absolutely fine i just think that there are other ways that you can use your time that probably will more positively affect you than playing like that's that guy playing a thousand five hundred fucking games and blaming the game for your rank while you're silver two instead of diamond like you used to be in season four <laughs> like uh, it's yeah. just like it, 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 people like that exist and it's just it actually like makes me sad <laughs> yeah it's uh it's, it's definitely hard to uh I, i'm sure admit that or even think about that as well so if you um if you feel that way like i'm sure a lot of people in our discord i feel like there are a lot of people in our discord who take breaks like kind of a lot which is good mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just to say. Uh, so I when I when I'm when I'm D two because I decay down to D two. Uh, don't call me hard stuff because I'm actually a master triple and I just decayed and it's actually not my real <laughs> rank. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm I'm probably I think the reality is I'm gonna take a break almost certainly for like two months from ranked. Let myself decay down to D two and then probably make a push again in like June or July because the season ends July I think seventeenth or something like that. So, gotcha. Cool. That's my plan yeah. at least. One more thing I want to talk about for burnout um, in League is that they really need to change it from ticking every half second to every quarter second. Because as Shivana, it's a pain in the ass when you walk onto something with your W and then walk away and it Good didn't one. tick at all. It's a pain. Shivana's W pain. Is, is called burnout. Yeah. So, Thank you, Nick, for explaining the welcome. joke. Fucking uh, <laughs> like the described video, fucking for the visually impaired. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, but anyways it's just a bit of a rant I, mean, I don't mean to rant too long but i just think it's a healthy thing to bring up every once in a while so yeah oh yeah um yeah that's uh that's our... talk about playoffs where clg fucking sucks yeah i do <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um so yeah we had four series uh yeah. first up was 100 thieves fly quest it was a quick 3-0 for fly quest i don't think there was anything terribly exciting to talk about this one no uh, and then on Friday, we had CLG Cloud9. Uh, I would say the most exciting series of the weekend. Um, I feel like all the games were like kind of close, even if the it ended up being 3-1, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the games were at least entertaining, uh, I, I would say, um, with Cloud9 winning. Uh, and then we had, oh God, who 100 Thieves... 
Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians, yeah, Golden Guardians, and uh, Golden Guardians took them to five games in in one, uh, with Six A making abs an absolutely insane play. Um, yeah, at uh, what like f- I don't know thirty minutes on on double lift, it was sick, uh, and, and they won that series. Um, and then EG CLG just absolutely shitting the bed. Um, EG taking it three zero, I believe. But I'm, yeah, I'm it was glad a weird CLG thing. Has... CLG came in looking really hot, and then EG came off the fact where JoJo was super sick. They were playing remote, mm-hmm. so like EG looked like shit. I don't think that was actually an indication of EG's strength before. Yeah. Um, so I think it kind of like washed them. CLG looked super not prepared though. Yes, not good at all. So um, it's probably a good thing that they're not going to MSI. Spring doesn't yeah. matter anyway. Copium. So that's all right. Um, and then yeah, next week, this upcoming week on Thursday and Friday, we have EG versus Golden Guardians, and then FlyQuest versus C9. Um, I personally think Golden Guardians are still a little bit overhyped. Um, I think really? they're good, but I, I think EG is like being slept on for, for some reason, just because yeah. they looked bad for like two weeks or whatever. Um, they're probably still like the third best team, maybe second if FlyQuest doesn't get their shit fully together. But FlyQuest looked better this week, at least. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I guess I would agree with that. Uh, I think the, I I mean, I think top two are still pretty far ahead of everyone else. Like I don't, I don't necessarily see C9 fly losing until they play each other. Um, I I guess I could see fly maybe just cause they look a little shakier. Um, but I think we're going to have a repeat of last year where CLG was cloud nine's hardest matchup. And, uh, that's going to be it. (laughs) Yes, Cloud9 looks good overall. I definitely think they're going to have some issues. Like, we're going to MSI in like a month or so, right? Uh, I think we're going to have issues where support is really fucking weak in NA and then AD carry is really good. Yeah. Um, like, if you look at these four teams left, the AD carries are um, Prince, Berserker, and then you have Stixay who's playing out of his fucking skull. And then the supports, man, are Vulcan, Winsome, and I don't know, Winsome, Elia, Isla, and uh, Sven. And it's like, fuck man like i think the 80 carries can match up like on an international level easily with like guma um uh <laughs> fuck you all the 80 carries um i was mm-hmm. gonna name a bunch but anyways uh i don't think that any support even gets close to matching up to any other support from any other region and that's an issue yeah i think that's the hard part we see like the way carrie is playing league and the way um people playing against carrie are playing league and i'm really not sure how na is supposed to uh to compete with that particular aspect of it but it's weird we'll i think i think our like jungle's good i think our top lane for the teams we're sending are good like i, I think most of our top lane especially in this meta too right where yeah. okay maybe you can just handshake scion into yeah. chogath right and you, you don't need to be particularly skillful to to do that um but yeah like how i i still don't know how like specifically na is going to respond to um uh marksman support for example like how are we going to deal with that you know is that going to be something that (laughs) they're they're going to be able to to even handle at all yeah it's just interesting i feel like we have i think we actually the teams we're going to send between flyquest cloud nine and probably eg let's just say golden guardians could sneak in there who knows um I think because two can, teams are going right, two teams. Yeah, two teams are going. Yeah, I think we can do fine in like every role other than support. Like, like top should yeah. be fine. Our junglers are pretty fucking good. Like Blabber, Spica, River, um, Inspired's looking a little bit rough. Our mids are pretty good. I would say the weakest, obviously, probably right now looks like Vikla or maybe JoJo, depending on form. 
but like even our AD carries are good. It's just it's just it's honestly just supports, but we're in a pretty fucking heavy bot lane meta, and that worries me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to to say the least. So yeah, we'll see. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, is there it. anything else that we want to discuss? I don't think so. I could e- complain uh, about e- playing flex when you're not a full vibe man. <laughs> this has been a very negative uh podcast so far let's uh, it's so let's, funny let's though lighten the mood. i've been fucking hammering it home because like we so we all like were playing flex a bunch and then a couple of us hit master and then like uh we like got out of master because i went fuck this i'm not fucking playing k master games because there's no way we get our whole gang together to play 14 games uh, every two weeks yeah uh, so uh and then trevor's like hey like we should start playing master tier together we should start like just the two of us grinding so we can hit like gm and i'm like i'm not fucking playing daily master games like i don't care if we hit gm i'll do that in june like in june hit me up any fucking time we'll play duo q trio q five man q flex uh fucking there's no way i'm solo queuing flex to maintain rank though i fucking told it trevor he fucking went against it he fucking was trying to do it i told colton hey do it you're gonna fucking be miserable he kept doing it uh dude playing flex is such a I, fucking nightmare unless you're i never stacking. disagreed that it wasn't gonna I, I never said it wasn't gonna be miserable um and and i think it's it's definitely more doable if you just have like at least one person to play with like i, yeah. I don't think it would be awful um especially if you're playing like roles that work in conjunction with each other right like if if Dan and I just played a bunch of like yeah. duo mm-hmm. bots games in in flex, um, but, but then you're not solo queuing. You're you're not, and that's man, that's the thing. It, it's it's wild. Every single game, it's like a fucking plat one d four player who's flaming everybody because they're doing this wrong and doing this wrong, and it's just like you have no idea, like you're not good you don't know like what you're saying the problem is like he was flaming the shit out of our zaya for taking cleanse um he's like what are you cleansing and i was like the thresh q and the cinder e like those are what she's cleansing and he's like besides those and i'm like what do you mean besides besides those (laughs) it's like why why did you buy qss for the malzahar ult but besides that (laughs) what the fuck are you on about um yeah, it's uh, it's not pleasant, and it's it's so wild, like the huge disparity in skill. Like I randomly queued into like the number two flex player on NA right now. Ooh. He's he, I mean he's like a, he's like a low masters D one player, but he mm-hmm. just plays a lot of flex. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. It's interesting. It's a it's a weird fucking system. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it becomes more popular. That's the only like reason that I I at all want to entertain the idea of removing duo queue is that potentially it would make duo key players play flex. I just think it would make people play the game less together in general, but like maybe it would boost less flex population a little bit. Yeah. I don't know how to fix that. I, we were talking about this on the discord earlier. I feel like it's almost a uh, self-fulfilling prophecy where people think it's a less competitive game mode, a less serious game mode. Like, Oh, it's just flex, you know? And that is what the mode becomes because that's what the people think it is. And it's, I don't know. It's just self-fulfilling prophecy that you almost, is, is really weird. You almost need a second, completely different flex champion, like a victorious skin. Yeah, I think that would would really get people playing it. Mm-hmm. It would at least get like the general population up, which would then hopefully, if you get the general population up, some people will stick with it and keep playing it after, right? Is the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a fucking mess uh, either way. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, and then wanted to move on to roundtable. I'd love to. 
Yeah, so this this one was the special one where I took Ooh. everyone's responses of uh, we're making new me, uh, which is everyone is allowed to remove one part of Yumi's kit and add a new one, and we're going to create our new cat. Um, so here, here it goes. Everything's normal about Yumi except for the things I changed because I'm not going to read fucking every <laughs> single part of her. Okay, mm-hmm. to begin, uh, she's no longer called Yumi, the magical cat. Her U's have been replaced with A's. So she's Yami, the darkened <laughs> book. Um, okay. Uh, so she no longer rides a book. This is an exchange. She rides a blue portal, which at some point uh, <laughs> spawns a red portal, and she randomly teleports there. Uh, that's that's, that's funny. Great change. <laughs> that's funny. Um, she's no longer a cat. She's now a dog. Uh, she's no longer uh it, this is another change. she's no longer a dog she is now garfield <laughs> okay um good changes so far yeah yeah the, uh this is my change she doesn't get the 50 range on her passive she now instead has nine lives but she responds immediately after <laughs> nine uh, uh responds immediately until nine deaths where she doesn't respond at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. her cue is um no longer called prowling projectile it's called hooked on a book and she doesn't fire a missile she just fucking hooks people <laughs> she just shoots a hook okay um, cool her w um she no longer uh uh she no longer dashes to allies to like you know jump on them and ju- jump off and stuff mm-hmm. whenever she jumps to an ally she recalls immediately uh which is <laughs> a cool new mechanic yeah uh, <laughs> And uh, so when she is attached to someone, though, not sure how this happens because she instant recalls. Uh, mm-hmm. When she is attached to someone, she no longer um, uh, she no longer can detach. She has to uh, she can no longer willingly detach from an ally. Uh, and when she is attached to someone, she has to play a separate platforming game on the side <laughs> of her monitor. Uh, <laughs> and then. Um, when the person that Yumi is attached to is knocked uh, back slash knocked up, she gets knocked off the book and clings to her target, slowly hurting them uh, with her claws digging into them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. She no That's longer good. has healing on hit. Um, I'm sure, not sure what got replaced there. Um, her She no longer grants a shield um, on her E anymore. It mm-hmm. just is now a skill shot that CCs when uh, when she hits it. So she has, a, she has CC again. It just replaces her shield. That's cool. Okay. Um, when Yumi is attached to an ally, she no longer gives them mana, the mana regen goofy part. Mm-hmm. Instead, they gain 3 AD or 5 AP while the book, while the shield holds. This ability has a 4% of triggering a voice line from Freak where he explains that this is a small buff meant to increase her win rate by 1%. <laughs> if used on her best friend, he ends the sentence with, Nya. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so she no longer gets the mana restore. And then her last big change is her ultimate no longer is the big waves of damage. Um, instead, it says cats do bite sometimes so i thought she could bite a unit dealing true damage based on her ap and bonus health and if she executes a unit she can maybe get like a stack probably should be capped on non-champions or uh good idea for Mm non-champions and non-epic monsters let's say like six stacks her stacks could grant health or something that's good that's a really good idea yeah nice (laughs) cool so that's uh that's uh new me or i guess uh yami the darkened book Mm -hmm. Uh, so this week's roundtable question (laughs) is um uh, when you're feeling burnt out of league, what other games do you play? Slash, what have you been playing? Um, you know, it varies. I feel like for for when I get burnt out of league, um, like for what specific game that I play. Yeah, uh, an- but I've been playing a lot of uh, Fire Emblem recently. That's a, a good game, I would say. Oh yeah. What about you, Colton? Um, now and then there's a bunch of like roguelikes that I kind of cycle in and out. Um every now and then tft but generally i just don't really burn out too much on league 
And even if I'm feeling burnt out on League, I'm still playing League. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's my answer. That's funny. Hell yeah. Um, and I might have kind of talked about it. I just kind of play various like PlayStation games that go on like the subservice. Um, and then I've also been playing a ton of uh, uh, Slay the Spire recently. Ooh. The game's fun that game. I've also been playing a lot of Slay the Spire on my phone. It's really good, dude. Yeah. They need to make another class for it. <laughs> they're, they're, it's it's not game. ever going to be as good. I, I still think like the monk is the best. I know you prefer the robot, but the monk is so good. The monk is the... The, the like, fourth character with the, the oh, stances. Yeah. I'm not a the, huge fan of the monk at all. Why not? The only part I like about it is doing like, uh, I'm not sure it's called transcendence or whatever, where like the, the 10 stack thing where you do triple damage. I, I like that part of it. Like going for like those builds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nah, you, you just don't understand. You just don't get it. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. The robot guy's so much fun though. I feel like there's infinite play styles for him. There's a lot. I just, I, I, I like the monk the most because it's, you're way more likely than on, on him than on like any other class to be able to play like 20 cards in a turn that's <laughs> very yeah that's really good I, I also like i used to hate the fucking uh the assassin type guy or whatever like the poison guy um but i started really liking him a lot i started nice. going dagger build and that made me change my mind <laughs> yeah the shiv builds i think are a lot more consistent because like poison's yeah. super good if you get like 10 poison cards but if you only get like the three you're like fuck this is useless yeah it's a good it's a fucking good game though i wonder if like what their next game is gonna be because they released that game in like what 2017 or something maybe even before that it's a it's a long time ago though cool all right if they want to answer uh, they can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. They can send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or they can come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. Hell yeah. Let's jump into Mail Fight. Our first email is from Big Mike. Hello, boys. Quick question for you guys. I love all the balancing changes they're making to quest items, but wanted to ask, if you could add more quest items to the game for each role, what would you want the quest to be? And what effects would they have? Extra damage, more gold, etc. Big Mike. Ooh, that's tough. Because I feel like the quests are good for support, but bad for the game. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. I'm I'm generally not opposed to like encouraging playing well, um, but I feel like the 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 quests, even in their current iteration, don't quite do that. Um, if I were to add additional quests, I think like the the two that come to mind for me would be like adding. Uh, a third option for support that is more inclined to roaming supports where it's like maybe if you get like an assist on every character right like you you assist for a top lane kill and a jungle kill and a mid kill you get like 250 bonus gold as opposed Mm -hmm. to like any of the other rewards um and i think something similar to that with for jungle right like you could maybe add that quest on the jungle item or like make that part of the thing where it's like hey you have to actually interact with more than one lane that's a good idea um which again hey maybe they also do a thing where it's like if you don't want to pick that one you can pick the power farming jungle item it's like once you've full cleared your jungle 20 times you get a big buff Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's hard because I, I almost feel like they will just be problematic also, but maybe that's against the spirit of the question. 
Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like, um, I think it only really applies to like junglers and supports maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I, like there's, there's tons of like weird little things you can do as like, we're going to add this mini game quest. Like you could be like, as an AD carry, your quest is to like get 30 last hits in a row without missing one. But you're mm -hmm. like, does, does the game need that? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, thank you for the email, Big Mike. On the next one from Woodchuck Chuck. He says, good morning, afternoon, or night. I'm Woodchuck Chuck, or just Woodchuck. I've been listening for about three years now, but I've never emailed in. Well, hey, welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, mostly due to my dyslexia, words, and due to my dyslexia words are not my strong suit but i just had to with this last round table a game i'd love to see riot make out of the league universe uh, would be a roguelike based on climbing mount targon the premise of the mm -hmm. game is already built into the lore try and climb to the top of the mountain few succeed many fail this game could be made to run in the league client just like tft and use the same display and champion controls from league itself you could also or you could play alone or with one to four others. This will make it so you have practically an infinite amount of combinations and playstyles. Take your five stack in and play with one bruiser and four supports to see how far you can make it buffing one team member. Or go with five assassins and just see how fast you can speed run together. To increase difficulty, have a way to change settings and numbers uh, like Pact of Punishment and Hades, for example, to make it harder. Uh, one could be that if anyone on the team dies in a level, the run is over instead of them just spawning back after the level is cleared. There are so many ways this idea could go, and I think it would fill the need for a PvE game mode. Uh, when you have been stomped on the rift, you should go and get your power fantasy without having to play against other people. I've been pitching this idea to my friends for almost two years now and just had to share it with you guys. Thanks so much for the great podcast, and sorry for the long email. Much love, Woodchuck. That's a really good idea. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I really like like the concept. I don't know about it being like the same perspective and feel of league where you're like using character abilities as PVE. Um, I, I feel like I would want it to get give more of like an RPG feel, where like as you're climbing Targon, like you collect items, and if you did go, let's say, four supports and a bruiser, and you get like a really good bow, it's not as good. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, almost almost like a, a mix there uh, with like for the king um, but I think with you know a, a lot more active gameplay where you're like maybe still free moving in real time and have like a, a couple abilities mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, I definitely think there's yeah, like tons of room for that to be really interesting and they could also do like they could do events right where it's like hey it's the lunar eclipse all the enemies and pathing you're used to are completely different <laughs> That'd be that'd be pretty sick for sure. I like that. Thank you for More the email, Woodchuck. <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> choking on my own spit. Um, next email is from uh, Kasserkin. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Hey, League Cast, I had a banger of a level one mid skirmish where both teams got three kills. Classic solo queue, fast and fun. Then I realized the support the enemy Senna got 100 out of 500 gold towards her support quest, and my Thresh got nothing. Senna bought the good support item, and Thresh bought the bad support item. What if the good support items didn't turn on until one minute when minions spawn? Uh, it would stop supports from dying level one, trying to get free gold, and reduce level one chaos, where both bot laners start the game with three kills. 
Hoping Riot sees this and copies my idea like they did with my Pinglish email uh, a year ago. Uh, uh, Kasserkin. I would yeah, be I thought... so fine with them turning off gold quests yeah. until like two minutes. <laughs> I mean, I think there's already been discussion about it. Like the issue is like when uh, Frostfang was like really, really good, you'd have your support just run mid. And if they get three procs, they don't buy wards. So they just get to start with refillable instead, um, which is fucking crazy. So I don't yeah. know. Like they, they, That's why they like have been nerfing stuff. I think yeah, just disabling it until like both teams can actually use their support item is like a no brainer though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm probably even fine until 130, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't like know. I also reach. I also don't think this is that big of a deal, to be honest. Um, it's, you, you know, the um, the support quest line is supposed to be safety versus, um, uh, or I guess like reliability versus unreliability, right? There are going to be some games where you proc the Relic Shield one faster just because you're able to, to actually you know, you know, hit things versus, um, not being able to hit champions and things like that. Uh, and, and if your if you, your support doesn't have it, I, I feel like don't go for a level one. If you're that concerned about it, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's that bad. Also a hundred gold on 10 is not like the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just more the fact that they are un- unbalanced. Like they've been nerfing. They are. The yeah. Proc ones, uh, which is good. Uh, I just like to in pro play when it's like optimally used, it's so fucking gross, man. When they like get mm-hmm. the first upgrade at like five minutes, like it yeah. is like mm-hmm. optimal. It's like I think it was it was either Caria or Lahans. Uh, he was playing like it might have been Yubi. Uh, it was some enchanter though, and he fucking like missed like twenty seconds of like downtime on his procs for the first five minutes on like support. And it's like that's crazy. Wow, <laughs> like, that's insane. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, cool. uh, Kasekin. Next email is from Brybump. Hey gang, quick question. I one-trick Kaisa, however, I need to expand to two or three more champions uh, that I can at least compete in my elo with. My difficulty is that non-ranked games feel like they are not as competitive, and thus I cannot get a true sense of my understanding of these champions. Any suggestions on how to pick up a new AD carry without throwing a ranked game and getting flamed? As always, thanks for the great content. Um, I mean, the answer is throw a rank game and get flamed. It's one game, it's two games, it really doesn't matter. Um, I mean, if you've played it in normal a few times, I'd say that's enough. Like, give it two or three normal games so that you at least know how to use the character. And then when you bring it to ranked, yeah, you're not going to be as good on it as you are with your main. So play 10 games on it. You're probably going to go like three wins seven losses and then from there you're probably going to be competent enough on the champion to get back to your rank or at least you know start getting quite good at the character it like there's there there is no way to like get as good as a character like at a new character to the point where you're going to perform in your rank other than playing in your rank against players of your skill Mm-hmm. and and just getting better and, and again that process you're gonna lose games that's okay i mean alternatively play a very competitive flex game um versus people in your elo i mean the the good news for you is that a lot of it carries play similarly um you know if you're a caitlin main and you're trying to pick up ash or varus or something like uh, a lot of these characters play you, you know similarly enough that you'll have an idea of when you're strong, when you're weak, when to go for last hits, when to like reset, when you can kill, 
things like that. Um, yeah, and like Zeri that I, that I feel is like, the same champion as Vayne, so if you know I mean, either of those. <laughs> but it, it's like there's a lot more diversity in other other roles that AD carry is sort of, um, I, I don't know, a one, one track mind sort of, yeah, sort there's, of play style, right? There, there's a lot less diversity in, in like, again, in auto-attacking AD carries, um, right? So, like, going from Kaisa to Vayne to misfortune to ash obviously there's there's little things but your your game plan 85 90 percent of the time is the mm-hmm. same uh that looks very very different from like playing zed mid and playing galio mid and playing oriana mid those are yeah, three completely exactly. different things um so as an 80 carry you definitely have like a little buffer there and then again if you want to get weird with it like the, the change from kaisa to let's say zig's bottom that's a really big change. Maybe you play 10 normal games before you bring it into ranked. But like at the end of the day, you're going to lose LP if you play poorly. And that's okay because you're learning and getting better mm-hmm. at a different Just thing. video game. Just video it's, game. It's only games. It's only games. Cool. Thank you, uh, Brybump. Next one is from Oklahoma 10. Hey, Lee Cast Bros. Been doing a lot of thinking lately, and I have a question that might be a good conversation starter, and also a Colton question more than anyone else. Lately, I've been on my own ranked climb, and I've been experiencing uh, tons of highs and lows, both give me either great confidence or complete utter distraught, uh, depending on the weekend experience. I imagine you all know what that's like, as you've likely been through it before. In your opinions, is it better for a player to believe they are higher ranked than they currently are, or is it better to believe that... Uh, you are where you are and that you need to improve significantly significantly in order to climb from where you are at. For instance, when Colton was stuck in platinum for a while, but then ended up master tier fairly quickly after getting past it. Um, I can imagine he believed he was a better player than he was at the time because he had proven that to himself before. Is that something that could have held him back for a while too? Or was that confidence good to keep him striving to power through it? When do you believe it is a good thing, and when does it become arrogant or harmful to one's ranked journey instead? Oklahoman 10. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if you've ever gotten this one before. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it just depends on your mindset and how your mindset leads you to play. Um, I feel like I this is really similar to me to like looking up your ranked opponents um, and, and like judging them based on win rate and if they play the character, things like that. Um, where like, so it, like it definitely has benefits to think, oh, I'm better than this ELO so I can like make more aggressive plays or, um, you, you know, do things that are uh, a, li- a little bit riskier, um, that I normally wouldn't go for because I'm better than these players. Like these are just plat players, but I'm a master player. Um, but I, I, I really feel like the best way to play ranked and to like improve is to just focus on improve like improving your own gameplay from game to game. Like, what did I do poorly last game? I died to a couple ganks. How can I fix that? Well, I can ward. I can pay attention to like jungle paths. I can, you know, try to be a little more cognizant in thinking about where the enemy jungler is, why he would be where he is, like that sort of thing, and and focus on that, and just let the rank be like a byproduct of your improvement, um, where like. Hey, I am not where I finished last season, but there's still, I don't know, like four months until the season ends. Like I'll get there eventually or I won't, but I'm going to just try to play the best league that I can right now. And, you know, for the short term or for the long term, like just try to improve as a player overall. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Um, you know, on top of this, I think it's more so about what you do with it than like which which side of the fence you're on. Um, right? Because like if you think that you belong at a higher rank than where you are and then that leads to you perpetually blaming your teammates, not acknowledging your mistakes and like making like stupidly aggressive plays because I'm better, this will work. Obviously that's a really big detriment. Um, if you think that like, oh, like it, I, I am the rank I am. And so like, I'm, I'm not going to play aggressive at all and I'm not going to contest things like that can also be detrimental to your gameplay, right? Where you're like not taking advantage. You're not punishing other yeah. mistakes because mm-hmm. you're like afraid. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I think generally I would say believing that you are better than the rank that you are in is like the competitive mindset and the way to climb. Um, and, you know, it, it's a fine line between I am better and I can be better yeah right where it's like you you definitely at a minimum have to have the belief that you can be better and you can get better if you want to be able to climb like in the long term um but again i think that goes kind of hand in hand with like believing that you are better and and whether that just means like hey i'm d4 50 points and i believe i'm a d4 you know 90 point player and then once i get to 90 i believe that i you know i'm a d3 15 point player right and like slowly changing that um but like at the end of the day ultimately where you believe you belong doesn't matter to anyone but yeah. you mm-hmm. um and, yeah. and your gameplay is where it stands um and again you know like nick was saying focus on improving focus on trying to play well identify your mistakes identify what you could have done better and and that's what's going to help you climb mm-hmm. you can only play the game that you're in there's no reason to focus on like I need to be 500 LP higher than I am right now. Like if you're not going to be there in it, like in, in the near future, I guess, you know, like you can only win the platinum games you're in and not like the, the masters games you want to be in. So oh. just, just focus on in, and right now. Yeah. Um, cool. Thanks Oklahoman. Yep. Next email is from Jotty. Hey guys, new emailer here. I'm pretty brain dead when it comes to knowing about anything other than playing the game. Why is it that when I win, I get plus 18 LP, but when I lose, I get minus 28. Is there any way to improve this or am I just stuck with this forever? You're welcome for the short email. Uh, P.S. I really enjoy the podcast and listen every week. Keep up the good work. Uh, By the way, I... He changed his account name, so you can't click on the link. Okay. But um, I, uh, I, I think I did when he sent this email in, and uh, I'm almost positive the issue started happening um, uh, about when he promoted from yeah, no, whatever like, rank I, he was to whatever rank he is. Yeah, so I've been like watching. I think there's some funky shit going on. I'm, I'm not saying that the system's perfect by any means, but there definitely is some weird stuff when you. Yeah, he's bronze two early this year yeah and then he like did a pre- pretty quick promotion it looks like weekly in like f- six weeks time you get from bronze two to silver two maybe even four weeks um and i just think it's like really weird it's really janky with catching up um i've seen people literally go up like from silver two to silver one or from silver three to silver two and it completely changed their gains like we have a uh, one listener who I, I guess i won't call them out but like i noticed just recently that their gains from promoting to bronze three went from let me look it, it's fucked though it's like um i have it right here um 
Yeah, so they were originally getting um, plus 16, minus 14. And then as soon as they promoted to bronze three, they went to plus 27. Damn. Well, is this, this is also, um that it's, the first one sounds like it was also the before the LP changes went into effect, but that's still like a huge jump. It was a month ago, so I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's super weird. Like maybe it was like in that time, but like it just feels like I mean, I, even like Trevor, like that one time Trevor like demoted and he it is a big demotion went from diamond four to plat one. It, but yeah. it t- took us from gains from 20 plus 27 to like plus 18 or something. Ooh, like in one game, right? And then as soon as he promoted back, it fucking went back up to plus 27. It's like that's a crazy jump, right? Yeah, I, I it is. I'm uh I I mean, there's no answer for that. Uh, I, I guess the only advice we could give is like, just keep playing and and winning. Uh, even if you you fall to lower than you think you should be at, like if you keep winning, you will climb eventually. Um, or yeah. take a break if you get burnt out. Like as, as long as you're not decaying and there's no like reason for you to keep playing in like in that regard. Like who cares? I mean, I'll literally shout out, like, the, earlier today, uh, Zill posted in our uh, Discord, and he's like, hey, guys, I'm gold, too. I want to hit plat so badly, but I'm earning 20 points per win, 27 per loss. Is it worth trying, or am I just pissing in the wind, right? Um, and Imperial said, like, with your gains and losses, um, if the, what you say is true, you can't climb with that win, right? Uh, just statistically. Colton and I made this fucking uh, Google sheet that, like, uh, really yeah. roughly, like, tracks your things. Um, that being said, I looked at his profile, and it looked like it was more play, plus 23, minus 27. Like, sometimes people, like, look at the worst and look at the best, uh, or, like, the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, he can gain, can climb, but it's, like, it's, like, 100 games with that win rate to climb a, like, from gold two to gold one, right? Um but that, that being said, the more you play, the more it will normalize towards, like, the 25-25 range. Um, it's just the question of, do you want to play that amount? Um, is the rank that important to you? Is that the question you kind of have to ask yourself? Yeah. Like, do you just enjoy playing the game? Then keep playing, because you probably will do it if you keep playing. Yeah, right. Again, like they were saying, short answer is, you know, play more games, win more than you lose. Numbers will get closer together. there is wonky stuff that sometimes happens with promotions to motions and like the recent changes to the LP system, but hopefully things will level out. Um, You know, I can't overcome. Yeah. So thanks for the email, Jody, and good luck in your climb. This next one is for Aiden only. Whoa. So I've read this. I was so confused because even Gecko like messaged something in like your Discord about this. I don't get the joke, but someone says, uh, so Casey Stranger submitted this and it says submitting this email for Gecko, Sarah sisters. If you know, you know, I don't get the joke though. I don't know. Cause someone in our, I guess we both don't know. Gecko in our Discord, like after the episode, we posted the episode. He's like, oh, uh, did Aiden talk about Sarah sisters or something like that? And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Sarah sisters. If you know, you know, boom. Yeah, we but we don't us. know, so we don't know. We don't None know of us know. <laughs> We're all out of the loop. All right, we've got two emails. Let's try to let's try to blast through them so we can we can cool. get caught. Hell yeah. Uh, next one's from Flo. Hey guys, Flo here from Sweden. Been listening to you guys for some time now. You're definitely my favorite league podcast. Keep up the good work. I play League, Valorant, and TFT. I'm a Riot fanboy, and I only play ranked as my constant goal is to improve and climb the ladder. I usually hit diamond every season for all games, but that's it. Which brings me to my question. What rank do you think any given person can hit? Do you think that with the right coaching and determination, anyone can hit top ranks such as Challenger or Radiant? Uh, or can some people not simply hit those ranks because they lacked the X factor or talent, whatever you uh, want to call it? Can anyone become a top player? I personally believe that, yes, anyone can hit any rank. And I'm going to keep 
on trying to climb. However, I might need to change the way uh, I go about doing so since I've been stuck in diamond for a few years now. Interested in your thoughts. Thank you. And I wish you a great day. Yours, Flo. Um, so Kennedy and I have talked about this a ton, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's mostly like the idea of like, people do have advantages. Some people are just better at games. Some people have better coordination. That being said, I, I do think that anyone can hit let's just say diamond i think any single person in the world can hit diamond right i think if my dad started playing league of legends uh if i coached him if he like actually put in hours i think he could hit diamond in league of legends i, I really mm-hmm. do um okay. do, i think does does someone like that start way behind one million percent right mm-hmm. um I, I just think it's like putting in hours, is like uh, actually like learning trying to get better it's like anything like there's no physical requirements like there's a little bit of like dexterity and a little bit of like um reaction time but i don't think that actually gates you too much from league of legends like obviously like maybe like shooters they might gate you a little bit harder but in league of legends man i i see no reason why people can't hit diamond it's just a lot of hours put in like as much as we go oh my god fucking d4 like games are fucking easy man i don't know how people are (laughs) no one of us actually shit on d4 players but like when we're in d4 games we're like damn it's crazy how like lower level gameplay is but we take it for granted how many fucking hours we put in this game we've been playing for 13 years <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um i i i feel like um yeah I, w- I would say like diamond may be a bit of a stretch to me but like i, I would say gold or platinum pretty reliably but like, i i guess i interpreted this as like can anyone become like a challenger player um i, gu- I guess he did say diamond Oh, no, he said Challenger or Radiant. Yeah. Um, I, and I think, no, I, I, I think, like, there are just, it, it is an X. I think a lot of people really underestimate how good Challenger players are at the game. Like, even, even just hitting Challenger one time, whether that's, like, beginning of the season where it, like, doesn't really matter, so to speak, or middle of the season where it doesn't really matter. Like, the ability to to play the game at such a high level for the amount of time and, like, um, in, in the dedication that it, it takes to actually hit challenger is something that I, I don't think every single person could do given the same scenario. Um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, no, I do think there are some like X factors that go into how, like where you can be, but I, I think that's a really big range of like the average player can, can, can be like a top 10% player. I, I think that's, that's true for sure. Yeah, I I don't know where exactly I would personally draw the line. I I think I'm between, um, like diamond and masters, and again, it depends a whole lot on the scenarios, right? Like if you're saying like perfect scenario for success, yeah, I think you could take literally anybody and make them into a master tier player. Like let's say you you know you have your little gamer house and you've got like you know faker and bjergsen and double lift are all there coaching you and you've got like a chef making your meals and you don't have to worry about like bills or like doing things and like you get the appropriate sleep and your nutrition is good and like they're vod reviewing with you every day and like you can just do this full time with focusing on nothing else yeah, I think anyone could hit, like, master, if not higher. Um, but that's not the real world. Um, and, and most people don't have, you know, 12 hours a day to dedicate to getting better and, like, have dedicated coaches or all of their needs met. Um, it, it 
it, it's definitely like a, a weird thing to like think through but I, I would say probably like diamond if you know again you are serious about improving and are, are taking active steps to improve I, I don't see why like any player couldn't hit diamond um i i, I do hate though the people who like try and present the narrative where like any player can hit top 10 if they work hard enough and it's like that's that's not how that works right because like you're now at, at a level where there are other players working just as hard as you as you that just you know have been playing longer or had more talent coming in or are working harder than you like i i don't think anyone can be like a, a top 50 top 100 player but you know diamond yeah doable cool um thanks slow we'll uh we'll get through this last email and that'll be it for the show yeah uh final email is from chonky monkey hey boys i've had some thoughts on champions that I, i'd love to hear your opinions on uh so he breaks seven to three champions uh one with g2 caps making a splash on off meta picks in the mid lane it got me thinking why is camille not played mid I've been enjoying playing her recently, and I feel like she has all the tools to be successful. Her E allows for great engage, disengage, W for sustain, in ultimate for powerful roaming plays. Is there some issue I'm overlooking? Um, I think primarily, like, she has, I would imagine, some really bad matchups into um, longer range champions that go mid. Um, so she, ne she needs to have, like, a, a pretty solid um, matchup. To, to, to be playable um, and then there's a lot of like refusal to adapt to like um, playing different characters in certain roles in pro play yeah so. I, I would say like you said there's there's definitely going to be some really bad matchups for her um, like off the top of my head if you pick Camille and the other mid picks Vex you just lose 1 million out of 1 million times because uh, you never mm -hmm. land an E um, one thing to consider is that it's a short lane. Like uh, one big thing about top lane is that if you get engaged on someone, like on your side of the lane, they have to go like two screens away to get yeah to twice the distance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's like so with like her E being a very strong pick tool slash disengage tool, you kind of lose the pick aspect because like even if you pick them at your side, they have to go like half the distance that they would in on like top lane. So like, mm -hmm. that's, that's a huge negative for yeah, so like, again, a lot of top laners. That might equate to only getting Q1 and not Q2. The The other big thing that I would want to say about her in the mid lane is that she is very, very committal in her, in her trading pattern mm -hmm. where like, yeah, you can ship with W, but you don't generally like walk up Q and like E away you tend to E in and then get your like auto Q W which in the mid lane is a lot easier to punish because there can be people coming from so many more angles Yeah, and it's so much less of a detour for jungler to be around so it's like oh I go in with my E and I die to the jungle I die to the support I die to the jungle again um, whereas top lane I think you're a lot safer to go in on those trades because you know that like you're going to have more time before they can show up. You have probably a better idea of where they are on the map and they can only really be coming from one way. Uh, you know, you, you have a decent shot of at least getting like a one for one and then dying to that gank. Um, so next one, Rel. 
You guys were talking about Rel in the previous episode and how she's on Riot's list for Midscope. So I'm curious if you guys remember this. When Riot did their very first leak on Rel, they describe her as a tank that counters tanks. I guess this was implemented by way of her Q, which steals armor or NMR. I think it's so funny because nobody even considers this aspect as part of her gameplay. Do you think Rel will consider this thematic in her update and perhaps double down on it? Do you think Riot will consider it? Riot will do it. I, yeah. I, um, I think it, it sounds like they've ditched it. I mean, it's 10% on autos and doesn't stack. It should just stack. It's like the reality. You should be able to like break like a 5% per auto stacking or something. But. So it, it stacks on separate targets, oh, but yeah. when are you able to attack two different champions or more than two different champions as Rel? Mm. Like, I, I think that's the biggest issue. And, and 10% is like, it's so little. I think people really underestimate how, I think it used to be 5%. Um, I could be pulling that number out of my ass, but it feels like it was. I know it has like a base value that five percent like minimum reduces by five. So maybe you're thinking of that. So like maybe yeah, but like, like imagine you shred the the Jack Show Ramus W, like yeah. full armor. You, you shred his MR by or his armor by ten percent. He's a thousand armor. Like okay, he still has <laughs> nine hundred armor. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's the Ramus. He has nine hundred armor, and I fucking buy a uh, Lord Doms of like. How would I hit him? He'll only have 600 armor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, okay, so you're hitting someone with base, like, 50 armor, let's say. Okay, cool. So now they have 45 armor, which is, like, generously maybe 3% damage reduction. Like, they take 3% more damage, and you take it's good, like, level left, one. I That's guess. Like, yeah, it, like, it's just not a, in, a, a part of her kit. Um, if they do, I don't know how they would do it, but I almost hope they don't. I, I, I think she's better as a an engaged champ yeah i mean she she's definitely gonna still be an engaged champ i i think it, it's fine if they want to make her like good into tanks um and there's ways they could do it i think the like her auto to steal armor and mr is really bad because again like you're saying she's not autoing stuff and she's queuing like once a team fight um you know the the best thought i would have is just like if you cc a character you could, you know, get that, like, armor steal, right? So if you do hit, like, that huge five-man WR, like, you get a ton of tank stats and they, like, lose a bunch of tank stats. Um, or you could have things where it's, like, maybe her damage scales off of the opponent's armor or maybe she's not, like, stealing armor, but when she hits abilities, she just gets some of those tank stats, right? Where it's, like, if I press R and I hit the Ramus, I'm not going to, like take 200 of his armor away but at least maybe i get 100 armor and now i'm an actual tank i, I don't know but I, I don't think they're gonna really go hard in that direction um yeah and final cool. one is pike i'm an avid pike enjoyer uh, i was a huge fan of the halo blades rune even before it was the premier meta keystone however with the gold on ultimate nerfs i find that even getting a good lead on pike doesn't really matter later on and that later in the game goes, the more useless Halo Blades feels. Should I, I've been considering running Glacial Augment, which can provide some nice utility during all stages of the game. Plus, there are some interesting runes that Pike could take in the Inspiration Tree, such as like Hex Flash or Stopwatch, Futures Market to Spike Faster, or Cosmic Insight. Do you think this could be viable, or does it sound whack? Thanks, Chunky Monkey. I mean, it, it definitely can be. I think Halo Blades is better by far. There are certainly times when, like, a more utility-centric, like, 
glacial pike support might work but if if you're like running halo blades and not having a huge impact on the game it just means that you're not playing pike well enough because like really good pike players are gonna be like at 15 kills at 12 minutes like ganking every single fucking lane taking over the game and ending it at 20 minutes yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you're not picking um, Pike for his utility, right? Like, you're picking him for his damage and his ability to generate gold on that. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I don't think it's bad, right? He can proc Glacial Augment. He can, um, like, make use of all the things that you talked about. So maybe there's, like, some specific matchups that you want. Um, but, like, getting early leads and snowballing that through, like, your alt plays is is sort of like Pike's bread and butter. So moving away from that by losing out on some damage may not be the best route. But I mean, none of us play like a ton of Pike on Summoner's Rift uh, anymore, at least. So give only, it give it some try. Like give it a try only, and figure it out. Only thing I would add is that Dave Mond is the best fucking Pike mid player in the world, and he thinks Pike mid's unplayable. So he only plays at support. So he hit That's rank funny. one playing Pike mid. So he and the fact that he doesn't play it is. Uh, <laughs> telling so damn all right um well that'll do it thank you to chunky monkey and thank you to everyone for listening if you'd like to send us an email it's mentallycastpodcast.com watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash king blue basket and leecast frost tweet at us at leecast on facebook for leecast visit our website leecastpodcast.com and finally uh, i'm sorry join our discord server discord.gg forward slash leecast and then finally support us on patreon patreon.com slash leecast thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Cool. Oh, no. Oh, please don't crash. Please don't crash. Please don't.